Matthew 11:28 Come unto me all ye who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Jesus is calling you to come the way you are. My name is Ruth Sor and you're welcome to Abba's Word podcast where we share the love of Christ, fellowship with the Holy Spirit, give you hope from the word of God and faith to carry on. God loves you and he has a plan for your life. He never makes mistakes. God bless you as you stay tuned to listen to new episodes every Saturday on Abba's Word Podcast. Hello everyone, you're welcome to the second episode of Abba's Word and my name is Ruth Osara. Thank you so much for the comment and the tuning into the last episode. It's, it's been a wonderful time. And we're here again to feed from God's word. And I'm just so excited to see and to hear what God has, you know, has to say to us. And as usual, I'm going to start with a story. And um, I know you really can't guess, but <laughs> let me go ahead either ways. So this story really spoke to me on Sunday. On Sunday night, uh, I was on the... I was in my room and I was just sitting and then my best friend came into the room and um, turned on the TV and decided to go to YouTube and she loves documentary and so do I. So she clicked on YouTube and she clicked on, on, on the documentary and we began watching that and the first thing I saw was um, they were baby penguins, baby penguins walking together on ice and on the other side was a squaw and a squaw is a is the penguin eating bird I mean this bird specifically eats penguins and on the other side was a squaw which is a penguin eating bird waiting to eat one of the other baby penguins and when the baby penguins saw that this squaw was on the other side you know um, waiting to eat one of them they decided to form a circle they decided to form a defensive circle and when the squaw saw that, the squaw kept on trying, you know, to come close to them as much as he, he wanted to. And the more he kept coming close, the more the defensive circle they created became stronger. It became, you know, stronger and better. And the squaw could not touch them because they were a lot and they already created a defensive circle around them. So when the squaw was trying to, like, come to touch one of them one of the penguins like you know defends the other one stops the squaw from trying to hurt or eat the other penguins then when i saw that the camera then uh, the youtube then showed another the video then showed another penguin bird coming towards this defensive um baby penguins that already created a circle and the penguin now came and stood in front of those um stood in front of those penguins of those baby penguins just to protect them from the squaw and as soon as the squaw saw the baby the big penguin penguin that had come to stay in front of the other penguins to defend them from the squaw the squaw literally took off and gave up now what does this story relate to this story relates 
and takes me to my topic which is who is in your boat you can either say who is in your circle who is in your who is in your life you know things like that who do you have around you and today we'll be talking about who is in your boat and we'll be going to the book of Jonah verse 1 Jonah chapter 1 from verse 1 to 16 um, for those that are not familiar with the book of Jonah so Jonah was the son of Amittai if I'm saying that right <laughs> Jonah was the son of Amittai and the Lord told Jonah to go to Nineveh Nineveh to preach against it because the wickedness of Nineveh has come has, has already been seen by God but because Jonah was like, uh, I don't think I can do this. Let me <laughs> then he then he heard it for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa and he found uh he found a sheep that was going to the direction where he wanted to go, not where God had asked him and told him to go. So on Jonah's way there, he got into the sheep and the sheep began to wreck. Now, before I begin to go into full details into, in this story, let's open to the book of, let's, let's go to the book of Jonah chapter 1 verse 4. Jonah chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 already talked about how Jonah already fled from um, his city to where, to um, Joppa, and that was where God told him not to go. But God told him to go to Nineveh, but he decided to go to Joppa for himself because he felt like, he could not handle the work God had called him to do in Nineveh. Jonah chapter 1 verse 4 says, Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. Verse 5 says, All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah gone had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. So that we will not perish. Verse 7 then says, Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. Verse 8 says, So they asked him, Tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us. What kind of work do you do? Now let's like back up to verse 4 that says, Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. Now this verse just means that our disobedience most times causes storms to rise up in our lives. Jonah decided to leave for Tarshish instead of Nineveh where God sent him to go because of his disobedience. God sent a great wind on the sea and a violent storm arose. Now, there can, there can be so many things in our life because of our disobedience that we're actually going through right now. There are some things that you're not supposed to go through but because you've actually disobeyed one, at one point or the other, that's why you're going through things. There would have been no storm or no wind if Jonah had not decided to follow his own will instead of God's will. So most of the time we should look back on our lives and ask ourselves, where have I gone wrong? Like what am I what what have I done that, that, that I was not supposed to do? You know? What did 
God tell me to do that I did not do. And some of those things are mostly or sometimes the cause of some of the things we go through in our day-to-day life. Then if we go to verse 5, verse 5 goes on to say, Verse 5 goes on to say, All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. I know the story I gave you might, you might be asking yourself right now, how does the story correlate to what I'm talking about? But just be patient, I'm, really, I'm heading somewhere. The Bible said in verse 5, it said, Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. Jonah decided to run away from God's purpose and God's assignment in his life. Jonah decided to run out of God's plan for his life. But we need to realize that when God wants to use us, he really means business. And we can never run away from God's plan. And even when we try to do so, it can never it can never be possible. Jonah had no idea that this was actually, that this was a storm, that there was a storm because it was in a deep sleep. Now the question is, are you awake in your storm? There are most times because we cause troubles in our lives and we use our hands to actually bring troubles and battles to ourselves because of mostly our disobedience because of what we've said because of our words because of most maybe unforgiveness in one way or the other and then we just become so ignorant of the fact that there is a storm and we're asleep where where are you asleep in your life right now where is that thing that god is showing you and it's like you're not seeing and you're asleep you need to wake up jonah did not know there was a storm and decided to go below the deck to go into a deep sleep do you still go to rest when you're asleep in your storm do you go to rest even when you have disobeyed god Jonah was asleep in a storm that was practically the cause of his disobedience, putting other lives in jeopardy. Our disobedience can break or jeopardize our lives and others around us. Who exactly do you have in your boat? Who exactly do you have in your circle? Among those friends, who exactly is in your circle that is trying to bring or, or that is trying to jeopardize your life in one way or the other? Who is that person? Who has, are you the one? Is someone else the one that is trying to jeopardize your life? Who is in your circle? Who do you walk with? Who do you follow with? Going back to the example, the story of the, of the penguins. The penguins, they were in one mind. They had the same vision. They had the same goal. And that's why the square could, don't, could not eat them. Who do you have in your circle? Are they for God? Are they against God? Are they here or there or you just in between? Now let's go to verse 6. Verse 6 says, The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take note of us that we will not perish. The people on our boat can either encourage us or they can discourage us. Jonah was in a ship. And the person on that ship said, get up and call on your God. There are some times we need to get up. 
There are some times we need to arise. There are some times we need to stand on our ground and stand up on our feet. There are some times we need to take responsibilities for our actions. There are some times we need to come to God and tell him, I have sinned. I have come short of your glory. I have sinned. Have mercy. Help me. There are some times we need to come to our knees and get up and take responsibility for our actions and correct our mistakes. And sometimes we need to wake up. We should never be asleep in our storms. We should be willing to make our path straight, to get ourselves right on track and be willing to obey God's instruction. Since the sea was getting rougher and rougher, they decided to cast a lot. And once they casted the lot, the lot fell on Jonah. And what happened after then? Because Jonah was disobedient, they had to ask him, where, where did you come from? What work did you do? You're the one make causing all this trouble for us. What work do you do? And then he answered, I'm a Hebrew, and he gave them, introduced himself and everything. And But the sea kept on getting rougher and rougher and rougher. And Jonah said something that actually caught my attention, caught my attention, and that was in verse 12. He said, pick me up and throw me, throw me into the sea. He replied, and it will be calm. I know this is my fault, that this, great, that this great storm has come upon you. As soon as Jonah said that, Jonah came to the point of acceptance. That's another point. People in your life can either draw you to acceptance. People in your boat can draw you to acceptance. Or they can take you out of acceptance. There's a, there's a point you get, in your, get to in your life where you know you just have to accept that this was caused by you. You have to own your mistake. You have to take it. You have to acknowledge. You have to acknowledge. You have to acknowledge. You have to acknowledge that God, I have sinned and I'm here before you. Jonah accepted his fault and had seen that he had put the like people's life on the boats in jeopardy. And this is the first step to repentance. The first step to repentance is acknowledgement. When you acknowledge your wrongdoings, when you when you um confess when you confess when you confess when you confess he says if a man confesses confesses he will be saved that's what the bible says he will be saved when we acknowledge then a solution comes then when when we talk about what is in your boat when we go to let's go to matthew 8 Matthew 8 verse 23. Matthew 18 verse 23. I want us to see two things, Jonah and Jesus. <laughs> it's so funny how both names start with, with J, right? <laughs> so um, Matthew 8 23 says, Then he got into the boat with his disciples, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. For Jesus was sleeping. He, the disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are going to drown. He replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. 
the men were amazed and asked what kind of man is this even the waves obey him now let's look at this two two scenarios this is the similarity is they were both they were both on something where jonah was on a ship jesus was on a boat they had people around them that's number two number three storm arose in these two stories but there is a big difference between the person between the persons in this story that 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 takes me back again to what i mean by who is in your boat people in your boat can either silence the storm in your life or they can aggravate the storm in your life and what do i mean by that when jesus was in the boat his disciples called to him master master lord save us we are going to drown and he said oh ye of little faith and jesus rebuked the waves he rebuked the winds rebuked the storm and it came to steal jesus was in the boat and he stilled the storm Jonah was in the boat and he aggravated the storm. Who is in your boat? Is anyone is your is your circle either aggravating the storms in your life or they are stealing it by the name of Jesus? Are they stealing the storm in your life through the place of prayer? Are they stealing the storm in your life through the place of worship, through community? The Bible said, if two or three come together concerning a thing, it shall be done. There is power in community. There is power in unity. Not just unity, but unity in Christ. Who is in your boat? Who are you walking with? Who are you living with? Who who do you spend most of your time with? If we go back to Jonah... If you go back to the book of Jonah, the book of Jonah chapter 1, the book of Jonah chapter 1, we go back there, verse, verse 15. Verse 15 says, Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. Before verse 15, let's go to verse 14. They said, Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable. Let's go up to verse 13 now. Verse 13 says, Instead, the men did their best to roll back to land. Remember, Jonah had already told them, Just throw me into the sea and it shall be calm. Throw me into the sea and it shall be calm. But they decided they wanted to be nice, you know? <laughs> they wanted to be nice, maybe to roll back to land and drop in there but there are some times that the people in our lives we do not need there are some times that we just need to like we need to like just push them out of our lives like instantly we do not need them we do not need them some people in our lives that defile us that does that they don't mean well for us that when you're with them is fulfilled in negativity jesus does not want you to sit with people like that Jesus wants your light to shine. Jesus wants your boat to be filled with his presence. Jesus wants your circle to express Christ, to show who Christ is. The Bible said, Thou shalt not sit in the seat of the ungodly or stand in 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 the companion of sinners. Jesus wants our life to be righteous. 
You want everything to portray him. There are times that God will need our service and we need to answer so we don't learn the hard way and put other people's lives in danger. There are some of us right now, there's something in our heart. Our circle is not emulating Christ. The circle we find ourselves in is not Christ-like. And sometimes we actually know that this circle is not Christ-like, but we decide to stay just because they are cool. Just because I think I like them, I think they're nice, I think they're good. But if it's not emulating Christ, you need to leave because it's not helping you. We need to be aware or at a place that all we can see is Christ-likeness. Is what Jesus is. Is, is. is his love. Is the expression of who he is. Where we can, you know, talk in love, speak in love. Listen to our Father and just stay at His feet. There are some people in your life that are not showing you the way to go. You know the way they're going isn't right, but you still want to go because they are going. But because you have God, you should let them go out of your life instantly. And you shouldn't keep them. Who is in your boat? Whoever is in your boat can either calm the storm in your life like Jesus did or can aggravate the storm in your life like Jonah. He knew it was the problem. He knew it was the problem. And there are some times in our lives where we know that we are where we come to the understanding that this is actually what, what I did and the cause of this problem. But we still stay. But we still see that even if we are the cause, it's putting other people's lives in jail party and we decided and we still decide to stay. We need to repent. We need to come back to Christ. We need to make him feel our hearts. Let him express in his love in our minds and in our hearts. And I, I, I just pray and ask that God will help us know ways on our boats. God will help us to discern and to help us know the time when we're supposed to you know take out those that don't help us and bring in those that help us so that our life can have a meaning so that our life can show the light that jesus wants it to show and before i end this session i just want you to know that sometimes who is in your boat can either lead you to Christ or lead you away from Christ. If you need to change your boat today, please change your boat. Change your boat. Because Jesus is ready to accept you into the boat where he calms the storm of your life and gives you the peace like never before. But before you can change your boat, you need to be in the family will accept you into that boat you're changing and that's the family of jesus he loves you he wants the best he wants the best for you he loves you like no other and if you have never given your life to jesus before please just say this word of prayer with me dear god thank you for my life I know you died for me 
I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I confess my sins to you. And I come to you today. I ask that you cleanse me. You wash me. Create in me a new heart. Come reign in me. Come live in me. Come come and dwell in me. I give my heart to you. My heart is yours. Help me, Lord, and wash away my sins. In Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! If you pray that prayer, welcome to the family of Jesus. A family where there is love, there is light, there is clarity, there is direction. And if you just finish praying the prayer that, that prayer right now, just look for a Bible believing church. Attend the Bible believing church. Keep growing your faith and God will keep helping you in every area of your life. Don't forget to keep tuning in again next week Saturday for another episode on Abba's Word. I hope this has been able to bless you and God has been able to speak to your heart. I pray this week will be blessed, will be a blessed week and every of your heart desires, the Lord will answer. Thank you so much and have the great have a great rest of your day. See you same time and same place. Bye. God bless you.